Love you, Marco. Uh, more impressions, please. <laughs> I like your stuff. It's much more spicy and interesting. Where the hell did that come from? Uh, I love you, Marco. Oh, my God. You're a great interviewer, a great conversationalist. I just never forgot you. <laughs> <laughs> Babble Bullshit and Beyond is a new podcast hosted by me, Marco Kiris. A man coming out of the shadows after a long decade working with Nicolas Cage, or as I like to call it, my cage wage world. Just some fluff and then some stuff on the party that unites us through pop and all things Hollywood. Today on the show, we have Canadian-born actor Jason Blicker, who has recently taken his passion for martial arts and directed his first documentary film called Tough Guys. He came over today for some pizza, some babbling, and boasting about his boys. So, Jason, um, thank you for coming on the show today on Babble Bullshit and Beyond, because that's all we're going to be doing for the most part. Thank you, Marco. Great to be here. Uh, I'm going to leave out the bullshit, but I will talk with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't want to. I mean, like, bullshit meaning like it's not um, I get it. serious conversations, I get except it. for what I wanted to ask you Shoot. off the top. So, Jason, I wanted to ask you, you were born and raised in Toronto, as I was. No. No. I was born and raised in Montreal. Oh, for the most part, lived for a short time in California when I was small. And I moved here as a grown up to start my career just when I was 19. Oh, yeah. And so Very. it's home, you know, but I am proud of my heritage coming out of Montreal. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud that I spent a lot of time here and I spent a lot of time down in California. And mm -hmm. now I'm back here raising my sons, which I, I love. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Montreal is the is the uh, cultural mecca of Canada, in my opinion. It's an it interesting place to grow. It was a great place to grow up. You yeah. know, you could run around the streets. You could, you know, it was just, it's very small. Like if, if, if Montreal is your fist, yeah. you know, then Toronto is like your outstretched arms. It's, wow. it's tight. You know, it's small, Montreal. Well, it's, can, it's an island. It is much. an island. Yes. Like New York. Yes. Right. But you don't notice it. Yeah. Oh, I never noticed you it. You can't notice it's an, an island, but. But it is, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, it's a great city. It's a great place, I guess, to go out and hang out. I've never lived there, but uh, I had worked there for a little bit when I did Snake Eyes. Right, right. We shot at the Montreal I, Forum, which was the hockey arena, converted into a shopping mall. It was in between the hockey arena and the shopping mall before they were going to demolish it. We shot Snake Eyes in there. I remember 7, that. 7,000 extras. What year was that? That was 1997, I believe. I remember. Yeah, I was living down in California, but I remember. Oh. I remember when I saw the movie, I could recognize. I knew it was Montreal. I could tell. You know. Yeah. 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 It was exciting to film. I have to film. say, oh, yeah. was, the form is a classic. It was so wonderful to film there. We had, I call it a dynamic film to be on, just because of the elements of being in Montreal. Once you're finished filming, and you're, and you could feel the aura in that Montreal hockey form. Oh yeah. And then you're out on the streets, and the streets of Montreal in the summertime, August, September, October. Didn't matter what the temperature was, you're in Montreal, and it just had that European flavor. Yes, yeah. Except and with me, it became Euro trash flavor. No, it did. You know? No, but they're like stuck in the '70s in Montreal. Yeah, I think I think I agree. maybe and Which not, not like not in there. a bad way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason, I'll get back to the California mm -hmm. thing in a little bit, sure, because I wanted to ask you about that in terms mm -hmm. of what I saw on your resume. I just want to tap into what you have just completed, which I saw the other day, this Tough Guys documentary Yes, that you directed and produced. It, the movie sort of came out of my heart and soul, mm -hmm. and uh, I, it was a topic that I wanted to look into more. It's called Tough Guys. Growing mm -hmm. up, I put myself through a sort of Tough Guy Academy since oh. I was small. Um, it's always been a big theme for me. My father was a pretty tough guy, very tough guy with a big heart. Mm -hmm. His father was a tough guy. Uh, my mother's father was a tough guy. 
and when I say tough guy, I mean they're you know in in the good ways, a lot of good ways. Um, always trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what the situation. But these guys are all martial arts people, and a variety of so martial arts. So in the movie, in the movie, these are all friends of mine, acquaintances of mine that I asked to be a part of it. And there was hundreds of guys that I wanted to reach mm-hmm. out to, but this this is, you know, these are the guys that I chose for this particular film, and they're wonderful. All of these guys wonderful. were living in Toronto. No, they were all, all filmed here. Uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, Michael Ryabko, is the head of Sistema in Moscow. It's a Russian martial arts system that he, he's the head of in, in Russia. And he's also a colonel in the military special forces. Hmm. He was here. And uh, I got to sit with him and talk with him. He was so wonderful and charming. I remember while I was interviewing him, a lady brought in a tray of cookies, hmm. <laughs> homemade cookies. And he was eating the cookies, and he kept on offering me cookies. He was so generous, and uh, I just absolutely, um, you know, I love that love that man. All the guys I love, uh, they're all powerful. Mm-hmm. They're all kind and gentle. They're all extremely tough. And they shared a lot of their heart and soul and spirit with the film, and that's really what it's about, the themes, you know? Yeah. Being a tough guy, it's being. It's not, it's just like when you're an actor. Say, How do you act? I say, well, you don't. Yeah. The same thing with the tough guys. You, you, you don't. You know, you just are. It is what you are. It's part of your DNA. Yeah. And but they so, were all like gentle giants and they, they were, were from all walks of life. So when I saw the documentary, everybody was from a different country, a different race, a different yeah. religion and different martial arts. They were boxers. They were karate. Yeah. A guy's Tai Chi. Uh, 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 thai boxing. Oh, uh, Thai boxing. Sort of. Yeah. I didn't have anyone with Tai Chi. Uh, I do some Tai Chi. Well, I, I, I do Tai Chi circles, which is the three circle circles in Tai Chi. Oh. There's the coronal circle, which is the one around the sun. There's okay. a horizontal circle and a vertical circle. And within those three circles, you have every motion in Tai Chi, which is one of the oldest forms of Kung Fu and martial <laughs> arts. Lots of things were based on, on that. And I incorporate that into my daily life and into my boxing coaching, my grappling coaching. The Tai Chi circles are big, big for <laughs> me. So, But, but in, in this film, um, I want to get a friend of mine, Alejo, who taught me Tai Chi. He's in California. And I want to film him doing his powerful, powerful Tai Chi because people don't really realize. They think they see this slow motion, beautiful kind of dance style stuff. And yeah. that's wonderful. But it can also be energetic, like crashing of the ocean and smashing of the waves. It's incredible to see when you see someone with that energy. Mm-hmm. you know. And so my friend Alejo, I want to film him. But we, I decided in the end, just film what I have and when I can. And you know, the next film... Um, Maybe I'll do a Tai Chi movie and he'll be in it. So, wow, yeah, I, I noticed that the common denominator were the, that they were all softies, like they all were yeah. heart and soul kind of guys. Most of them were fathers, yes. husbands, and uh, and who 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 love the the mental and physical aspect of of what they do in, in the variety of martial arts. Yes, Marco, I was surprised, yeah. and then I start to think. I'm thinking, how long have you been doing this? And and what were you doing exactly? If you, first of all, you're saying you're teaching. What are you teaching? And yeah. secondly. How long have you been doing this? Aside from acting. Okay, so good question. Thanks for watching the movie, by the way. Oh, Thanks for your nice comments about it. You know, it means so much to me because I love all these gentlemen in the movie that took yeah. their time to come do it. And they were very it, sincere in the film. The sincerity and the reality of it, it's, that's what I love about documentary. Yeah. Because they're just so real, like Ray Fazio from Australia. Mm-hmm. You could talk to Ray and sit there and listen to him for hours. The yeah. man is so charming, so powerful. And Super he's one of the toughest guys in Australia. Yeah. You know, and just this, you know. So, but to get back to your question, <clears throat> I guess I started doing, and I don't call it martial arts myself. Okay, tell I ju- me. I just call it, 
I don't call it anything. Do you know what I mean? I don't put a label on it. So I started practicing sort of things like wrestling and boxing when I was young. Okay. My father taught me when I was small how to put your hands up and how to throw punches. Really? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. He taught me the chin-ups and the push-ups. Good Jewish boy learning how to fight Absolutely. at a young age. Let me tell you In something. Montreal, it wasn't me, even Brooklyn. Let me <laughs> tell you something. We have a history. You know, listen, I love every religion, every race. I do. Yeah, and, and it shows it, and, and especially in the documentary. Yeah, right? Thank you. And so, but I, and I also appreciate my heritage, mm -hmm. and there's a certain toughness there that it's not always talked about. Mm -hmm. I never so, thought about yeah, it. Back in the early days, all the real wrestlers, the tough wrestlers, they were all Jewish guys coming out of Eastern Europe and Russia. Really? To begin, in the beginning. Yeah, not all, but many. Yeah. Same with the boxers. Many huh. of the early champions were, were Jewish kids coming out of the ghetto. Oh. So many of them. Look, my mother's father, he was a tough, tough guy, okay? Phil, he used to call me Butch. <laughs> he was a tough, tough guy, and he had a hole in his chest. Like a hole, like, you know, he had a barrel chest and he had a, like a hole right in his sternum. And I, I asked him, I called him Grandy. I said, Grandy, how did you get that hole in your chest? He said, well, Butch, I'll tell you. He <laughs> said, when I was a kid, I was the toughest kid on my block. And one day, a new kid moved on to the block and we had a fight. And I became the second toughest kid on the block. <laughs> he had a ring, he punched me in the chest and they made that hole. He said, that kid became the world middleweight champion. So there's wow. a heritage there. There's a... Um, I remember walking with my father. Let's say we go for a breakfast or my grandfather and my father. And guys would come up constantly to my father and me and they'd <laughs> say, I'd be four years old. And they'd say, hey, your father was the toughest guy and the greatest guy. And it always kind of, I had this romanticism with the whole thing. And as I grew older, I learned what the reality of it is and how to become capable and, and sort of, you know, respect it and, mm -hmm. and take it from there. So I started with the wrestling and boxing, which my father taught me. Wow. And then from there, I began to, to go into ways where how could I become more and more capable? Because for me, a tough guy is is a person who is capable. Yeah. Who I never saw you as a tough person. All I saw you as this like animated character. So now you're shedding this light on me that I didn't know. So when I saw that documentary, I'm saying, how did he get to this point? Yeah. It never dawned on me. Well, that's good because, you know, it's not something that... You walk around with an added, you know, you, yeah. it's, it gives you a sort of peace of mind and gentleness and an understanding. Listen, the toughest guy in the world can get taken out by a 12-year-old kid. Do you know what I'm saying? So you have to respect everybody. You have to be kind. You have to be forgiving. And, you know, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, you, you try to do your best in every situation. I coach self-defense, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I teach is humility. And don't humility. try to be a hero. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Marco? But, mm -hmm. but try in any situation, whatever it is, to do your best. I agree. And that's it. And then hopefully you come out okay. And so after the boxing and wrestling, I started opening up my eyes to karate. <laughs> okay, say uh, with Shaw Franco and um, people like Tony Consiglio and his brother George. Uh, from there, I went to, say, kickboxing with Martin McNamara. Shaw's in the movie, Martin's in the movie. Mm -hmm. I remember the names. Um, and I did some studying with them, and I, I enjoyed that. And I went from, the, you know, and then I got big into the boxing with my friend Jimmy Gratson, who George Chevalo told me personally to my face is the toughest guy that he's ever known. Huh. My friend Jimmy. Jimmy wouldn't be in the movie. I, I asked him. I went to his house. He doesn't have a phone, so I had to go oh, to his okay. house. Okay. I sat with him. And I said, Jimmy, I'm doing this mm. little thing, and I want you to do a little piece in the movie. Nobody. I said, what, what do you mean, no? I, but, but, uh, come on, but I don't want to be in the movie. So I said, listen, haven't I been a good friend to you? He said, yeah. I said, have I ever asked you for anything? Nope. <laughs> Did I once help save your life? 
In fact, you gave me credit for saving your life. Did I or did I not? He goes, you did, buddy. I said, please be in my movie. Nope. So he's not in the movie. Okay. And he... Would have some been, people aren't camera yeah, shy. But he, don't want to he, he taught me in the ring how to um, take a punch that you've never, you can't even imagine the power. Like, it's it's not getting winded. Mm-hmm. It's, you're frozen and your insides are melted. And you mm-hmm. can't, you know, so he taught me how to how to deal with that with his power. He, he babied me, you know, he babied me, took care of me in the ring. But still, nonetheless, you're, you're, you know, it's hard. And so I, I would learn from all my friends and these people that I went to train and study with. And I put the time in and I learn and you grow and then you take it. And you make it yours. Hmm. And uh, you create then your own system like Bruce Lee did. Yeah. You know, he studied all these systems and he had his own system. And I tell that to everybody. I can teach you any, this and that. This guy can teach you that. But at the end of the day, it's you. You got to believe in you. Yeah. And you got to have it, you know, because they ask about black belts, right? Mm-hmm. I say, you know, the only belt that I need right now is the belt that's holding up my pants. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I love belts and I think I respect them and all the work yeah. you put in. But at the end of the day, do you believe in you? Yeah. You know? So... So much, so much, so many years, Marco, of studying, of going, going to train with Master Suchart mm. and Thai boxing 25, 30 years ago and learning how to deal with the low kicks, the shin kicks. They're so hard, you know, training with my friends, Costas and Louis Mandalore, you know, unbelievable, oh, wow. tough Those guy, two guys? Uh, tough guys. The two brothers? Yes, yes. They were and really good as actors. I mean, that's all I knew. Are, but they're tough from South Melbourne. You know, that's wow. how I met Ray Fazio through Costas. Oh, so many guys. LA. Yeah, so, so many guys that I train with. Um, Stephen Quadros, we had. A, I was part of his Fight Club in in L.A. in the early '90s, before MMA hit the scene. Wow! And we had a, a mixed martial arts Valley Tudo Fight Club, and he took good care of us. He's a wonderful guy, and he was a great, great coach, and he's still a good friend of mine to this day. And we did all kinds of fun stuff training there, mm-hmm. stuff that you hear about, you know, that of, of legend, you know. And so over the years, I just, you know, I followed my journey. Of the tough guy journey. Yeah. And I was always respectful of it because I know the dangers, you know. I know that when I was 14, I saw a guy die in the ring. Wow. I was ringside and he got punched. He never got up. A young guy? Uh, yeah, you know. And so hmm. you, you know the dangers are there, but you have to be respectful of those dangers. So you were doing this in Los Angeles as well? Yeah. While I was acting, like, so, you know, I'd be sparring with, like, say, Gary Stretch, who was the British champion. Yeah. One day, I'd be sparring with Gary Stretch at Bob Dylan's gym. Bob Dylan uh, had a boxing gym. How, no. In L.A.? How, of all people. It was in, below a synagogue on 18th Street gym. And it was Bob Dylan's private gym. I only went there a few times. Primarily, uh-huh. I would train at Freddie Roach's gym, who's a friend of mine uh, in California. Uh-huh. And we'd do some good work there. But, you know, like I'd be sparring with Gary Stretch, doing a bunch of rounds. He's a tall, six foot one, left southpaw with an unbelievable jab. And I'm taking a good beating. And, you know, I got to film the next day, you know. So I always had to be careful. You know <laughs> what I mean? You, you had to watch it because you don't want to show. I've, it's happened before where I took a punch when I shouldn't have. Yeah. And my nose went from here to there. And uh. I show up on set the next day. And the makeup people are like, oh, my God, Jason, were you boxing? And I'm like, you know, they have to put the makeup. And so you have to be careful with it. And, of course, you know. Uh, you got to be careful of your brain. I didn't realize you were so dedicated to all of this as well as being an actor at the same time. Is it's just, that right? Or, yeah, it's just what you love. You do what you love. later on, right? Pardon me? Acting was later on in life. No, acting I started... Were you young also? When I was 19, you know, my career, yeah. and I started working as an actor. And I remember the first movie I got... I walked into the room and I prepared, you know, I'm 19 years old. or 20, No, yeah. at the time I was 21 the first big feature film, you know? 
And uh, I, I was so was prepared. Was that here? here in yeah. I walked to the directors there, big time director. He directed Brando in the Appaloosa. Oh my God. A wonderful man by the name of Sidney Fury. I walk in the room. It's just him there. He's sitting on a couch. He's like, hey, how you doing? I said, okay, great. He goes, so what do you got? You got some stuff prepared? So I said, sure. Let me see the scenes. So I did the scenes. And I, and there was a scene where, I, you know, there's explosions and things. And I was like diving over couches. And I was doing the whole thing. I finished my little piece. He stood up and he went, you got the part. You got the part. I'm going to, you got the freaking part. I, I better shut my mouth because I don't know how much money you're going to ask for. But I'm going to pay it. You got it. And I'm 21 years old thinking to myself, oh, this is it. You know, it was so, so that was my first movie. And they took, they took me to Israel for three months over there and uh, filmed this movie, you know? So, uh, so yeah, no, I was acting from 19. Wow. And but First film, you got to go to Israel. Yeah. You know, and that's where I met my buddy Maury, Maury Chaikin, who became a good, we've done about five, five films together and he died a few years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always think about him fondly, you know? He's a great actor. Yeah. And, and he was Years a good worked forever. Yeah. And so, but he was good at saying no. He would tell me, oh. just, you know, don't always say yes to everything, you know, because he would just say no and throw the script across the room, you know, and <laughs> they, 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 they'd want to pay him more. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, oh, I got the job. Okay, great. Boom. Where do I go? What do yeah. I do? You know? Like most of us. Yeah. But listen, you know what? That's the way, you know. Yeah. He had a presence. Yeah, definitely. He had a presence. So you start, wow, I didn't realize. So you've been, so alongside of boxing and so forth, all the other arts that you were working physically, you were also studying acting and working and you've been right. working for 30 years. Yeah. Just over 30 years. Yeah. And, and I, just, yeah, I went through the IMDP and it's like, I don't know. I put some notes down. It was like six, seven pages. I'm like, I give up. Yeah. Don't even. I just stopped. So I said, all these shows, the series, the movies, the movies of the week, the feature films between Los Angeles and Toronto, and I'm going to guess New York. And you didn't write down a Boston Not Legal. Not so much in New York, but in Boston Legal was, it's funny because I did. They filmed I, in LA, right? Yeah. And I did, um, what's it called? That Miami show. What's it called? Um, What's no. that show called? But Miami, it's not a, Miami Vice. No, not Miami Vice, but the other one. Oh, with, the S and and no, the yeah, the CSI. yeah, CSI Miami. Yeah, right. Yeah, so which I, is filmed I, in Redondo Beach somewhere. Right, in I did one, Southern Long Beach. California. Yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah. one. I did one. It was amazing. I didn't even know. I thought it was in Miami. I know, but they 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 put a tint on the light. They had this ah. amazing lighting guy. Um, <laughs> I think he was from Iceland. Or so he was a cool dude, and he you know they put filters and they make it look like Florida. I ah. think they do some exteriors, you know. But they that was that was a good part for me. I like that. I played a guy who. They thought I was maybe a bad guy, but I wasn't. But in yeah. the end, I didn't want to take it from the cops, and I, I ended up going down. You know, it was it was a fun show. But you've done so much. So you were living in L.A. and you were working. Were you were you there legally at that time? Did you? No, no, I always was or? there uh, legally. Okay. Uh, I'm big on that. You okay, know, because I um, wasn't initially. Right. And, you know, went to jail, came and went. Then you then did I became, not. I did. Then I Seriously? became legal later on. And I've, yeah, it's a long story. Oh, well, story. that's good. It worked out. Thank well, thankfully. it worked out after a bunch of mishaps. I, I won that stupid lottery, that green card lottery. Oh, right. Years right. Ago I remember that. that. Yeah. That gone, That kind of got me back in. But how are you legal at the, because you were born in Well, what happened what was, no, no, I, I, no, I, um, so I began going out there in like 88 and I would take little mm -hmm. jaunts, little jaunts out there, you know, yeah. and come back. My buddy, Aga Schellenberg, would stay there and me and Augie would go work out. He was a tough guy. Wow. I wanted Augie in my movie, and, but I just couldn't get to Dallas. And then, unfortunately, Augie died three years ago. But I loved him a lot. And uh, he was a tough guy, Aga Schellenberg, amazing actor, black robe. He's mm -hmm. won awards, the genie, you know, mm -hmm. and a real solid guy, you know. And he grew up in Montreal, too. Okay. And he spoke 11 languages. Wow. He spoke Yiddish, Greek, Italian, French, a Mohawk. Um, eight, and he learned on the street. He really? he worked in all the toughest clubs on the door, you know, 
and the sweetest, nicest guy, wonderful kids, beautiful wife. Anyway, from and there, so I started going back and working. Like I started to get things happening, yeah. right? And I remember because you were working a lot back then in Toronto. As yeah, well. and I was like doing you the were show like on the ball. People I, were hiring you. I used to be a somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I could have had class, Charlie, instead of a bum, which is what I am. So I used funny. to. I used to do Show that the opposite, monologue. I used to funny. do that monologue. Yeah, it was like my like my mantra. Yeah, you know. But it works on you. I used to do that mantra when I was a kid. I would do it, you know, and I would just like. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so I. I remember I did my first pilot there in 95. That's when everything started to happen for me in LA. Hmm. Big things. 94, 95. What pilot was that? It was... <laughs> what, did it air? It was a big CBS pilot. It okay. was the last of sort of the laugh track. You know you know what I mean? It was the last oh. of that era. Yeah, yeah, And it just yeah. wasn't the timing. It was a really nice, really written show with wonderful actors. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was an amazing experience for me, you know. They flew me to LA for the screen test. And I remember staying in the hotel and they pick you up in the limo and they take you to the screen yeah. test. And you go in there and there's like, you know, 30 people in the room and everyone's falling off their chairs. And it's yeah. great. And you're like, this is amazing. Then the next day you have the... the the next test which is the i guess the studio test and there's more people in the room and it's great and then boom you get the job do you know wow. what i mean and no i don't those know, are good days good for you no so from there i i moved there so i i i, I just gotten gotten married at the time mm -hmm. and i took my wife I'm divorced now, but I had a really yeah. good, you know, I was married for 12 and a half years and oh, I respect that time. and I have a lot of good memories. And uh, I just started, you know, that was it. I was filming FX in Toronto, the uh -huh. series, playing a detective Francis Gaddy, yeah. which I loved. It was amazing. And, you know, just started going, doing the LA thing. Uh -huh. I remember... Tell me if I'm talking too much. If I'm no, 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 I'm, I'm hearing. I'm, no, you know, I'm trying to figure out how, because you went back and forth. Right. You were in Toronto, then you were in LA. So yeah. while you were there, obviously they, they helped sponsor you with your- Yeah, you get the your, you get the H1 or whatever visa. Yeah, the H1 it's good visa for, and, so and then forth. after that visa, the, you, I got an extension for a year. Mm, and from then, yeah, from then I was able to get my green card. Yeah. Once you get the green card. And you're in good standing and all that sure. stuff. That's what they look at. You're not, you know, you didn't punch anybody out at a yeah, traffic yeah, light. You and your taxes, you're yeah. a good boy, no red lights, no nothing. Yeah, you, you just, you know, you, you just, everything's good and yeah. you keep it that way. And it's good, you know what? Yeah. As it's I good did. to know. Yeah. I mean, like I teach my kids now uh, or, you know, they teach me more than I teach them. But I tell them, listen, everything that we do, we have a saying, we, I, I say, let's represent, mm -hmm. okay, represent. And we give a little handshake and a hug. That one word for me and for us has everything in it. It means hmm. put your best foot forward, do your best every day. No matter what happens, still be a gentleman, still be polite, mm -hmm. you know? And growing up, I didn't always represent, I was always tried to be a good person, but I, I didn't always- always a good person. Yeah. I'm, I'm just now learning in my 50s to be the word represent, only now, and I'm only touching on it. Right, but, but you like know what I mean? 30 years ahead no, of me. No, but what I'm saying is if, so even little things, it follows you your whole life. Mm -hmm. This is your resume from when you're five years old. People say, oh, I remember him in the school. Well, we don't think that way. You, know? you only kind of think about it now that you're older and you think, holy right. shit, what did I do? But I always looked out for people when I was young. Like for me, mm -hmm. that was always in my soul. So like in the schoolyard, I know my reputation is solid. Yeah. Nobody could ever say Jason wasn't good to me in the schoolyard. Yeah. I may have straightened a few people out here and there, you know, because they weren't being fair, right? But you know what I used to do? And I and my kids do the same thing. It breaks my heart when I see it because I used to be in the schoolyard so much watching them, you know, taking elementary school. Yeah. One of my big things was when they picked teams, I would always yeah. pick, if I was the captain or the, the first guy picked, the next guy who I would pick would be the least experienced, the guy hmm. who nobody wanted to pick. He may have been a wonderful guy, but maybe he wasn't the best athlete, but yeah. I would pick him. 
the look on that kid's face to me was the victory yeah when he walked up you know it's nice and then nine times out of ten you win the game anyway what's the difference so i so i like that kind of thing and now what i do is i go into schools i teach i teach self-defense and mm. I also want to start talking more about community and inclusiveness and teamwork, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of bullying. So yes. it all comes around. So getting back to the resume thing, yeah, you know, luckily everything went good in LA and I got my green card mm-hmm. and I got my, my, my wife at the time, her green card, she got it. And then after four wow. years and nine months, you're allowed to get citizenship. Yeah. Was it only four years, nine months? I you can apply. Honestly, yeah. I'm really proud to be a dual citizen. Yeah, me I love too. being Canadian. I love yes. that I grew up here. And I love that I put that time in there. I lived there. Yes. And I became a citizen. And I pay now tax every year. Me too. You know, Both I countries. Have a, For 30 years. That's it. And Both you know, countries. I'll be working there again. I'll be working there again. You know, I've been yeah. holding off because just because I don't want to be anywhere else, but right with my kids. You At know? this age. Yeah. yeah. They, they go to their moms half the time and they're with me half the time. Yeah. But I'm a full-time dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... It's a wonderful life, man. I'm so grateful, you know. So, but but there's some good things coming down. Some good. I know, you know. It's like a wave. We were talking before about yeah. work. It's like waves. You can't always be on that big wave. Yeah, it's impossible. It's ridiculous. But sometimes you get a good set. You get a good set of waves, and yeah. I feel I can feel a set coming in. You know, when you're sitting at the beach, and I only mm-hmm. body surfed. I never surfed. Yeah. But you can tell something's coming. It's coming in now. I, I put my toes in the water. Right? I'm done after that. That's, Seaweed freaks but me you're out. smart. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm scared I'm, of sharks as well. So, yeah. But you know what I mean? You know when you feel in your gut that fire? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, 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 I haven't felt that in a while, but I'm glad that you do. I think you know, you're very solid though, all the way around. For you to be able to do all of these things and teach kids in these schools with, you know, in, in the variety of, of physical arts that you are accustomed to doing, you know, there's a serious balance in your headspace that matches your body, it's a nice, which I think is why you're always working because you can balance you, the two out. And how do you dance these things it's a nice together? Balance. Like today, I mean, for instance, I had a very important One helps meeting. the other, yeah, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it does. But today, like I, I had a big, really, really special meeting today, a couple mm-hmm. hours um, a, for a wonderful show that I'm really excited about with wonderful people. And so I don't know, I haven't gotten- Does it reflect the Hawaiian shirt you're wearing? I wore it for the, for the thing, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And- um, so then I come here, right? Yeah. Um, then I'm going to go coach a client in boxing and then I'm going <laughs> to teach kettlebell at the Cherry Street Y tonight. What is that? Kettlebell. I'm certified that? and it's, it's like a, Another a Russian form of, of a strength training with kettlebells. And so that'll what? be my day. You know, uh, my kids are at their mom's today. So I've just like pack it in with a bunch of. Holy moldy. I've never you know? even heard of that. Yeah. How many, are, are you hiding anything else? There's a few other things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good things. Wow. So do you teach, Modalities. have your kids kind of followed in your footsteps? As, of course, my, my, and secondly, how old are they? Okay, thanks. They're, and so, thirdly, were they born here or in the States? They're both born in LA. Yeah. Los Angeles. You're man. kidding. Yeah, I know. Oh, thought, California no, you're boys, kidding. Man. Yeah, they love it. They love it. And, you know, we'll be back there someday, maybe. Yeah. They're 13 and my son Jonah is 13 and my son Jake is turning 15 in the next short while. And I'm so- Everybody's first name is with a J. Proud of both of them. Yeah, the three J's. Three J's. They are, Marco, they are awesome, man. They are yeah. the, the greatest things, like the entities in, in my life. Like I can't even, and I love all my family, but my sons are- yeah. uh, they're just yeah. I can't even. I can't. I can't even talk about it. You know. And and are they following your footsteps with everything? With with all the they're better the physical activities. They're better than me at everything. 
you know, I guess like with computers, the next, you know, generation. Yeah. But I mean, but in terms of all the, the uh, extensive uh, martial arts and so forth. It's been a pastime for us of joy. Mm. So when they were one year old, we would go in the woods and start training. Really? In nature. Uh, they, we would just grapple for hours for fun, you know, and just move and, and do all the wonderful movement and grappling and then bringing in some light, careful striking mm. and just uh, working with sticks and working with like body. Like I used to do Tai Chi circles with them. They'd both be in my arms. Well, they were so young, of course. Yeah. When they're babies, they'd sleep like that. Like little koala From bears. From four in the morning, I'd have them. Yeah. And as they got bigger, we kept doing it. They, they said, dad, you're, where are your weights? You <laughs> know? And so I got stronger as they got older. So I'm 52 now. I'm stronger yeah. now than when they when they were born because they made me strong. It's it's been unbelievable for us. The whole wow. training is a bit like we go to the chin up park and we do our chin ups. We we, we we hug trees. We train with nature. Like it's it's a huge thing for us, Marco. Hmm. It's it's not Sounds like very called, spiritual. Yeah, it's spiritual. It's powerful. Um, Talk about solid mind and body. What a combination. Yeah. Oh, do I like in that department? Yeah. Oh, no, you. You, you have, oh, Marco. Oh, no, no, I don't. Ask the kids. You just got to go in the woods, man, and breathe the air and connect. <laughs> wow, it's kind of hard. Or connect here. Does You know, I was taught by the Kundalini uh, <laughs> um, master, Gurmukh, in L.A., that <laughs> you don't need to climb Mount Everest to climb Mount Everest. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She, she, she would say that. You do seven minutes in Downward Dog, <laughs> and you're there. Now, okay, it's different, but, you know, and... Uh, yeah. Wow. So, uh, when were when were you last down in Los Angeles, and have you been working down there recently, or is it, have you fully concentrated on working here the because last, the kids are here? Yes. The last time I was in LA was just before my divorce, two thousand seven. I did three shows. Wow. Yeah, I did a CSI, I did a CSI Miami, mm-hmm. and I did um, another show. Okay. I can't. Remember, I'm blanking on it. It's okay. Um, and came back and then sort of things changed you know um the divorce went down and yeah since then that's 11 12 years ago yeah um i have not been back to la and my friends would call me come, begging me come I'm down surprised. you stay at my place and the, uh, some of my friends have you know they're very generous have nice yeah. places and i, I want to go and i have so many things i want to do there and like i want to take you know tough well, guys take the down. kids i, I want to go with the kids but the timing just was never perfect but okay. it's coming you know, it's coming. Yeah. That's coming. So they're at a good age to really appreciate it now, especially by the beaches and you yeah. know, just to take nice walks and little. Yeah, I love the light. Or, you know, one thing I miss about LA is the light. Do mm-hmm. you know that light? I used to drive my Lincoln Town Car. I did a ser- series there for two and a half years called State of Grace. It's hmm. one of the shows I'm most proud of being a part of. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful people created it. And the cast was like a family, you know. And I remember driving. I would drive to the studio from my little townhouse in, in the slums of Beverly Hills. <laughs> To in the, the flats, they call it. The flats. The flats, apparently. Yeah, else. with the let's, little townhouses. They made the townhouses. Let's town call house. it what it is. Yeah, yeah. The flats. That's right. It was by Beverly Hills High School, you yes. know, and a beautiful the flats, little town Officially. Townhome. So I drive out to um, Renmar Studios where they used to shoot uh, I Love Lucy. Oh. It's the cutest, nicest studio that I've ever... I just and I was, haven't been there. Where? Oh, it's amazing. It was on where? like Cahuenga and Melrose area. Oh, yeah, yeah, Amazing yeah, yeah, studio, yeah. yeah. And I would drive there sometimes early in the morning as the light was just coming up. And I just uh-huh. felt, you know where you feel happiness? Yeah. You know? Well, the light is very crisp because there aren't that many clouds soft. in that morning. It's, it's, it's got a kind of... It's different. The light, you can't fake yeah. it. Like when they try to it's make the, LA for, for Toronto, like Toronto for LA, yeah. you, 
you can't you can't fake the light. Yeah, you feel the dampness here. Yeah, like it's so, in the light. You feel the clouds. You feel the humidity yeah. off the top. Yeah. over there, you it's, can you know, see it's the it. West Coast. It's the Pacific. It, it the light is different. It's different. It's mm-hmm. got a nice. So I miss the light, and uh, I'll be. Um, I know some things will will bring me and my boys there at some point. Yeah, they like it there. They want to. But go. you've been working here steadily for all these years, on and off, on and yeah, off, yeah, as steadily. well as teaching. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'd like to work more, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but I feel I feel like uh, that might happen soon, you know. And when I'm not working, I, I want to do things that mean something to me. Like I created, you know, Tough Guys. Yeah. And then I brought in a team and, you know, uh, very proud of the movie. and very proud of the guys who were in the film. Um, what do you want to do with that film? I want people to see it. I want to share it. I want all the guys in it to to see it, make sure that, and, and hopefully they like it. Like Ray, Ray called me. Mm-hmm. Ray Fazio, who yeah. I really look up to, or like as, a dozen as a, of them, as a, a person, guys. and as a, as a, and he told me, Jace, I saw the film, I watched it three times, and I cried. You know, I mean, so while he was talking, I started crying. Mm-hmm. You know, Marco, I mean, it was beautiful. It was a real. So, it was a one-on-one with the camera. It was a very intimate film. Every person who was interviewed, you felt the intensity between the camera and the actual, the recipient of the camera. It yeah. was right Great. in your face. And you could the feel their yeah. emotion the Good. entire time. Because I'm thinking tough guy, tough guy. And I'm thinking, where's the tough guy? Yeah. And guy after guy after guy, I'm still looking for the toughness. And it's just in their in their exterior physical, you know, need if they, if they had to go there. But the rest of it was just like big softies. It's basically about being human. That's really yeah. the, the biggest theme of the film. Like you look at the, the Sistema twins, okay, mm-hmm. Adam and Brendan. You know, mm-hmm. Brendan was hitting Adam so hard, but you see yeah. how he was able to take that? Yeah, I was, they, like, I was in pain right? watching that. They were young. They were young. And now they're a few years old. They're students of Vladimir. Vladimir hmm. is the other Russian gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the... to have him in, in the movie is just like... I, I'm so honored, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I look up to these people. They're they're very high level um, teachers and human beings, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. I, I want to uh, as well, like uh, maybe bring it to some schools. You know, I do a lot yeah. of work with grownups in self defense and training, but, but I'd like to bring the movie, maybe show it in a school, and then then incorporate that with like the inclusiveness talk that I like to try and do. You know, mm-hmm. community and teamwork, so we can try to avoid bullying. Yeah, you know, avoid ter- bullying is a is you know, uh, especially in this day and age, and with, and with what's in the White House, uh, it's very apropos, I think. Your film, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the, much I about hate, politics, Marco. Hate, well, there's no politics out there at this but time. There's I'm just, I'm just bullying. fair. So I bring it back to the schoolyard. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it's a very simplistic, and I'm not that bright mm-hmm. politically, but I bring it back to the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. Is it fair? If not, then. You know, and I'm not making any comments on the the administration, yeah. but I'm just you know yeah. talking about fairness in politics mm-hmm. uh, and life. Yeah. But sometimes life isn't fair, you know, and that's when we have to dig down. Often deep, it isn't, right? but you 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 do dig in deep and you you try to restructure and yeah. uh, and move on, and because there's always a way out of something. Always, if you really think about it, like mm-hmm. no matter what, we've gone through what we've all gone through between you and I. We're almost the same age and. You know, yeah. different roads, different things, and here we are. Yeah. We're still around. Yeah, you and know, I, I love that, you know, the feeling of having a little bit of, you know, a little bit of stuff behind you. Maybe mm-hmm. some pain, but hopefully more joy. The pain just makes you be able to have more joy, I think. Yeah. Do you want your kids to become actors? No. 
Okay. That was a quick note. That's a, no, that's uh, a great no, response. But, you know, one of my, uh, my young son, when he was younger, he was like, Dad, I want to do some acting. I was like, okay, but, you know, don't worry about it for now. I held yeah. him off. And I think both of them are wonderful actors. They can mm-hmm. do wonderfully. They would work all the time. But I don't want people mm-hmm. to want to take that, that beauty, that, that innocence, that power, that joy, and put it on film. I want my kids to, be, to, to just be themselves, you know. Later on in life, maybe I mean, in their 20s. Yeah, but look at Justin Bieber, okay? I don't know mm-hmm. him. Uh, he, he can sing. The kid can sing. But he, he started when he was very young. Mm-hmm. And because he started when he was so young, now he's in his early 20s. He wants to pretend that now... I, I want him, He wants to make a name for himself as not being a little baby anymore, a kid. Yeah. So he's trying to do maybe things that he wouldn't have done. He's trying to do some things to show that he's got a bit of a badass streak to him and a side mm-hmm. to him. I think that that's a, a bit of a curse of a young kid coming up in the business when he wants to now show that he's a grown-up yeah i think that can be avoided if they start like when i started at 19 yeah you know what i mean a little more mature and, they, they yeah, and you don't need to feel like you need to you need to show people like wait i'm growing up now because you just you are what you are you know yeah um i know two actresses who were children when i work with them and they're mm-hmm. amazing it was on the show state of grace mm-hmm. uh two wonderful actresses one was like 11 when we started and one was 12 hmm. and i i was basically the uncle okay and those kids, I think, are amazing today. I, I haven't spoke to them in some years, yeah. but I see some of their work and I can see they're good, still good people and good kids. And it yeah. makes me happy because I know it's possible. Yeah, right? of course it's possible. But I, I, there aren't that many that, that, that we only hear about the, the, the ones that go astray. Most of them, I think, become fairly adjusted. We hear about the, the couple of dozen that get crazy, but we don't hear about a lot of kid actors who actually you know, move on in life. But Marco, how many grownups do you know who could handle this business properly? Oh, very few. Right? So what very do you think? Few. You I, I definitely the, couldn't, and that's why I was out of it. You don't want to put the pressure on a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't really understand the pressure. They think it's uh, there's a lot of pressure in the business, and these kids really don't know. They lose their instincts very quickly. That's why you see so many actors going into things like yoga and mm-hmm. trying to be peaceful. And it's wonderful because you have to find that balance of, like, how do I still be a decent, good person and open yeah. and, like natural like marlon brando had such a gift of sort of being childlike right yeah and a lot of people try to emulate that but they, they can't i mean because he, was, to come he was doing it. it for real yeah. but i think that as long as you can stay connected to who you are mm-hmm. as a person and let that person shine through as an actor you're going to be okay mm-hmm. like people say oh uh, you're an actor you must be a good liar and i'd say the opposite yeah i hope i can tell the truth you know because acting yeah. you're not supposed to act of you course. know what i mean yeah so if you you just gotta cut, for me I try to keep the light, you know, see the light, you know. Did you ever want to be on the light of Broadway? Musicals, I sing and play guitar and banjo, mm-hmm. and I sing a little with you my. Do that too. I I play for my kids around the house okay. and stuff with my brothers, but okay. I love theater, man. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I did a play, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I played Teach in American Buffalo. You know, oh, David Mamis. Yeah, I and I'm, I'm really proud of that work. Um, I got a call from uh, this guy, Mark Fraser. He was like, hey, man, this is Mark. You don't know me, but we're doing this play, and uh, we want you to play Teach. Will you, we're, it's with Jonah Allison and this, this guy, um, this other guy, uh, Brandon, whatever his name is. Yeah. Good kid. Uh, I said, Here in Toronto? Yeah, I said, oh, yeah. Nothing in New York, though? No. I okay. said, I was supposed to do a play reading in New York one time, but I got a job in Hawaii. I had to go film a thing. So, okay. Um, Hence said, the shirt. Exactly. <laughs> so I said to him, uh, well, let me call you back tomorrow. So I thought about it. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. And that was, that was the first big play that I did in, ye- like, that was my real first big, big 
thing, you know. And um, Alex Carter came to see the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saul Rubinick came to see it. Maury mm-hmm. Maury was there. He came, and I'm proud of that. Like that that to me was, you know, you know when you can get on the boards and stand up, and, and the audience is close. It was a small theater. Uh, it was mm-hmm. the backstage of Theater Pass Marai. Okay. And it was like sixty seat theater, and you're so close with the audience, and to to, to really get in there and feel like you can you can do it, it gives you a lot of hmm. joy and confidence about, yeah, I'm, I, and since then I've done a few with this guy, Jonah Allison, a wonderful director mm-hmm. and play producer, and we're going to do another one soon. I think we might do uh, A Steady Rain, mm-hmm. which is a powerful, powerful play. So we're talking about that. But I love getting on stage every two years if I can. Mm-hmm. You know, I directed a play. My first play I ever directed was a few years ago. Oh. We did the Canadian premiere of um, huh. The Little Flower of East Orange. So Phil Hoffman's buddy wrote it. Oh. And we got the rights. So uh, it was the first time ever done in Canada. I directed that piece for my friend Jonah Allison's theater company. Huh. And we had amazing actors in it. And it was, um, it was something I'm like super proud of, you know. So I do love theater. To me, you don't have to do it in New York. It can be in a, in a room yeah. anywhere. I, uh, I agree. I think I Broadway means a certain, it only means a certain amount of seats. It's yeah. not the actual street. Yeah. Right? So it can be anywhere. But yeah, I mean, yeah. New York's cool, but so theater and directing and producing oh, and, the, and the documentary and voiceovers and commercials that I've seen you in. And yeah. uh, this is a lot of work over a 30 year span plus, like oh, coming, yeah. coming and going all over the place. Good Thanks, for you. Marco. Thanks, man. You it's know what? Good for you. Some, some good been things. A long career. You've been working nonstop and you got to raise two kids. So uh, so far, yeah. You know, they're, so thankful. They still have a way to go. Yeah, they're doing amazing. And so yeah. they're very, they're they're very caring and loving. They have compassion for people. They look after their friends. Mm-hmm. They look after little kids. They're polite with old people, older people. You know. Yeah. Uh, they're, well, you taught them that. Well, I taught them, and they taught me too, and they yeah. teach me. So so I've taught them about the training, and from teaching them, I've become so much better than I've ever you know been before. You know, mm-hmm. they're my best teachers. My sons in 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 all the training stuff. Yeah. And um, ah, thanks, man. You know what? Yeah. Uh, the good, good stuff's coming, man. The the as far as work goes. Well, good stuff coming. has come and gone. You've done a lot of yeah, good I'm proud stuff. Of a few now things. you're in a different headspace, and other good things are going to come your way. Yeah. Thanks, Marco. Yeah. Man, you know. Um, yeah. I hear you're doing some you. good things too. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm working on stuff. No, I'm you still inspire me because yeah. you know you're driving good. the ship and you're making things happen. Yeah, and that's great. That's Sold a great off a lot of real estate. I'm done with that stuff. I'm. I think Reno's doing the same thing. Our friend yeah. Reno. Yeah, he's he's, he's unloading. Yeah. You know, he hit a certain age. He's still young. He's not even fifty. I'm just about fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a little on the later side of life. But you know, it's it's time. It's overdue, actually. Really you got a lot of good you only thing. have, you know, you think 20, 25 years, like this is realistic. Now you're at that age. It's like, mm-hmm. what? So yeah. now you're thinking, get rid of everything yeah. and Down. stop and Minimalize. smell the roses. Like, you know what I did? Minimalize. You know what I did the other day? I, for some reason, just took apart my bed and put the th- frame in the closet and put the mattress on the floor. I said, I want to go minimal. I know I'm putting the bed back. I know, I know I am. But you know what I mean? I have this. It's a little too minimal. I want to go for minimal. Me. I want to have I'm nothing. looking for California King from King. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm. In that respect, I go bigger like hair products. I got to yeah. go big. <laughs> no, because I, I just got certified in Reiki, okay? My first degree. I'm getting certified in my second. Yeah, I'm getting my second degree certification this weekend. I've been taking these courses. 52? And Good in Reiki, you. it's a wonderful thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I think it's terrific. Um, but since, I, since I've been, you know, f- practicing it, I just want to go minimal. I want to, like, mm. get rid of anything that I'm not using. I want to have, like, bare bones. You know those apartments that you come in, they're so, so like, no, there's nothing there except, yeah. like, 
you know, a guitar and a, yeah. and a drum or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. But, I'm uh, so far from that, obviously. No, I your mean, house is beautiful. I no, love no. it. I love it. It's great to be here in studio, Marco. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm honored, man, that you had me on the show. You know, you're such a great listener. I hope I didn't talk too much. No, I loved hearing you're your stories. A, you know, that's, that's the uh, entire idea. Is I okay. want to hear your stories. People know my stories. They don't know your stories. So I appreciate you coming here and uh, and doing this little babble. No yeah. bullshit, but definitely beyond. Definitely some babble. Yeah, just babbling. Babble, babble, thank babble. Thank you, my friend. Jason, thank you so much. Thanks, um, We'll speak soon. Okay, man. And I appreciate you coming on. Keep being handsome. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. All right. A lot of facial products. Yeah. Thanks. Ciao. That concludes today's podcast with Jason Blicker. You can stream his documentary, Tough Guys, on Vimeo On Demand. Thank you for listening, and until next time, this is Marco Kira signing off. What a wonderful world this would be.